Welcome to another episode of the Marriage Mentor Podcast with Eric and Jolene Engel, where Eric and Jolene answer marriage questions for believers, looking at the root of the problem instead of the symptom, always while applying God's wisdom and word for a Christ-centered marriage. Hey, before we get started, I just wanted to share a special offer for our listeners, and it's called the Makeover Your Marriage Bundle. Hun, real quick, tell just a little bit about it before we get into the podcast. Yeah, the Makeover Your Marriage Bundle consists of four of my most popular programs and teaching packages combined. You get Christian Wife University, the Wisdom for Wives online conference, Five Days to a Better Marriage eCourse, Communication and Marriage Workshop, and a complimentary three-day, two-night stay in a deluxe hotel at any one of 50 locations in the U.S. Wait for it. For only $97. $97. Nice. You can find out more at jolienangle.com forward slash makeover. Now, while everyone's considering this opportunity to strengthen their marriage, uh, let's go ahead and get into the podcast. And then we'll have more information about this package at the end of the episode. Hi, I'm Eric Engel with my wonderful wife, Jolene, with another episode of The Marriage Mentor. This email and letter came to us. It's very long. So what I'm going to do is paraphrase the first part of it and then read the last part of it. Essentially, this guy and gal got married when they were dating. He was very kind, gentle, never angry. After they got married and had some hard times, then the anger came out and the temper came out and they had kids and the temper came out and they moved churches and they feel distant and they're bitter and angry, etc., etc., etc. And ultimately, now, when things get bad, he threatens divorce, apparently. Right. At this point, I'm just going to read the last portion of it. I said all of this to ask, how am I to forgive my husband repeatedly when he doesn't want to change? He says he does, but then the next time he gets mad, the vicious cycle starts all over again. His threatening to take my son from me, threatening divorce, and to make my life miserable his name-calling and hurtful words. How do I constantly forgive and forget and not remember it? Deep down, I know he is the one that God made for me, but I don't know how I can live another 30 to 60 years like this. Please, can you help me? Any words of advice would be appreciated. Wow, okay, so an awful lot is going on in that marriage. And, you know, frankly, I think that that happens with um, most Christian marriages. Right, and and there's, by the way, there's six years into this now. Six years into it, he was involved in some type of pastoral care ministry. So these are believers, and I'm not surprised by by this email, to be honest with you. It's interesting you say that, because I don't believe he is a believer. Well, okay. And and I'll expound on that. From the appearances... From the appearances, again, I get emails that allude to the fact that he's a believer. Now, I could look at his actions and say um, they're not lining up with the word of God. Okay. Now, the man could be saved. Certainly, he could be saved. He could be living a carnal Christian life, which the Bible talks about. But again, you know, there's... And what what does that mean? He's going to get into heaven by the skin of his teeth? Well, yeah, I think that that some do. You know, if you profess that Jesus Christ is your Lord, you believe all these things. And yes, lordship is key. But that doesn't mean that he's going to be, you know, living a victorious life in Christ because they're detached from their church. There's no church anymore. Um, It's very difficult to walk a 
Christ-centered life when you're not a part of the vine. You're not living in Christ. Because what I kept hearing over and over again is, how do I forgive him? I just can't forgive him. I, he doesn't change. And it's just like, well, girlfriend, you are commanded by God to forgive him. Okay? That is a biblical mandate by God that is just like Jesus Christ. Christ forgave us of our sins and we are required to forgive others. Now, forgiving is not the same as forgetting. Right. Two separate issues. Now, the other thing she was just saying was, well, how do I change him? You can't change him. Only the power of the Holy Spirit could change him. You could influence him. But of course, you're in this cycle over and over and over. And I look at her and I think, okay, well, if I'm going to choose Christ, Christ, which I believe that that's what she's trying to do. I would make sure that I'm at church on a regular basis. I go find a church where I'm thriving. Now, if he goes, great. If he doesn't go, there's some evidence there of who he lives for. You know, you wanted to make a comment about whether or not he was saved. Uh, well, right. I mean, number one, she needs to make sure that this problem or her marriage is not her savior, is not her idol. She has to she has to pursue Jesus more than she pursues her husband. Right, right. She has to put Jesus on the throne and not her marriage. Okay? Right. Now, now the other side of it, uh, in my opinion, any guy that, that says something like threatens divorce or threatens to take the kid or anything like that, he's not saved. A believer doesn't do that. You know, someone who has the spirit of the living God inside them right, right. doesn't act like that. And if they do, they feel convicted about it. Right. There should so, be there should be apologies on his side. So, okay. Well, but not. I'm not just talking about apologies. Right. He uh, should look to try and change his life. You know, if a believer knows that God hates divorce, right. Okay, right. then you would threaten something that God is totally against. Right. I mean, that, what believer does that Right. with with a clear conscience? They don't. And so, again, this is an email. We don't know the extent of, did he just get saved? We just don't know those things. Those things aren't written in the, in the email. So, for me as a wife, if I were in that situation, you know, the Bible talks about you'll know them by their fruits. Okay? Well, right. what's the evidence of his, is he truly a Christ follower? Based on the way he's acting... That would probably tell me the answer is no. So then I would treat my husband as if he's an unbeliever. Right. right? And what I would do is try to win him over by my conduct. Okay. By the way, I respond to him. Because oftentimes a, a wife, even if she's married to a great godly guy, guy, we sometimes have these high expectations and standards for them because we say, oh, well, you know, the Bible says that you're the head of the home, you're to be the spiritual leader of the home. And so we have these thoughts that they're these spiritual giants. And when they're not doing things or they're not acting in a loving, you know, Christ-like manner, we, we immediately think, you know, well, you're in sin and you're not doing this stuff right. Well, what's the flip side? Are we always acting respectful and biblically submissive and supportive? Not always. That doesn't mean that we're not trying, but we have to do it in the Holy Spirit and not in our own strength. Right. Well, she says, deep down, I know that he is the one that God made for me. Well, he is the one because they're married. That, God talks yes. about them being the one. Right. Right. But ultimately, uh, it, just because he's a pastor as well, or was in a pastoral position, means absolutely nothing. Right. Okay? The Bible says nothing about pastors making it to heaven. Right. Okay? Well, the Bible talks about believing, 
that Jesus is the Son of God, that God raised him from the dead, and he is Lord, and that's personal, Lord of your life, meaning he's in control of your life. And obviously, by the things he says and does, and I don't know her side of it, right? but obviously, Jesus is not the Lord of his life. Okay. He's, he's not acting like he is. Okay, so under that definitions of Romans 10, 9, and 10, he is not a believer. Okay, okay. so yeah. that's, that's so my case. That, that Right, that's your case. So what's a wife to do in this situation? She's to treat him as She's an treat him unbeliever. As, like, like an unbeliever. And that might be very difficult to do because he's not living by the same authority that you're living by. If you're living by the Word of God and he's not... You have to come up with a common authority. And maybe that common authority is that, hey, hun, do you want to at least have a good marriage? What does that look like? Because if he's not willing to live by what the Bible has to say, he is worshiping himself. So what is it that he's looking to get out of in this marriage? You know, I'd have those conversations with them. Of course, as a wife, you always have to do it in a humble and gracious way, especially if he, especially if he's an unbeliever, because it's again your conduct that wins him over. Right, and right now they don't have the Bible as their authority, and and they. Well, she may. She may. She yes, may. but I mean, as a married couple, they don't if he's not a believer. Okay, they they can't. Okay? Right. Right. And, and so they got to go. They got to go a little lower and come to at least some common ground to where they can live together in some sort of harmony. Right, She right. pursues the Lord and prays for him, and hopefully by her conduct, he'll be one. Right, right. But then again, she did put in the letter, how do I forgive him? And it's just like, again, you got to go back to the Word of God. As wives, we cannot go through our marriage um, having our emotions dictate our choices because every marriage would then end up in divorce because... There's just no way that we could go through life um, always with our emotions driving what we choose to do. Well, and here's something else. Okay, when he's either party, when they're acting like children and saying those things, she needs to set some ground rules and say, look, these are things that I will not listen to you say to me. Right. If you do, I'm leaving the room. I'm not, we're not going to have a conversation like that because the Bible says not to argue with a fool lest you become like them. Okay. And so foolish conversations, foolish arguments are the same thing. Right. Right. I don't think there's anything wrong with her saying, you know, some things that, that should not even be spoken of is the whole divorce thing. And I'm going to take your kid, you know, that's just, that's just, you know, a evil. Okay. It's like pointing a loaded gun at your spouse. Right, right. And it's just like, it's, you know, emotional blackmail that you're walking on eggshells 24-7. So there's got to be some time in your marriage when you're not living in such a chaotic, stressful st- state where you should be able to have these conversations with him. If it's not, then what I would probably do, if it if it's that so emotionally abusive, I would pack my kid up and I would leave and I'd go stay somewhere. Now, here's what I'm not saying. So please hear this. It's what I'm not saying. I am not telling you to go divorce your husband. I'm saying I would leave because of the emotional um, abuse that's taking place there. And if he's looking for reconciliation, then of course go into counseling, okay? I would certainly take that path if you have the threat of, you know, he's going to take your kid and and so forth. So that's kind of my my view on that. Yeah, there's got to be standards because if you do not set up boundaries, then... She's just going to get the raw end of the deal all the way around. Well, yeah. I mean, he's acting like he's 
you know, just going to lord over her. I'm going to do this and this and this as if she's some doormat who, you know, can't speak for herself. Right. And if she looks at him as an unbeliever, she might have a totally different view on who he is and how to treat him. Right. And if he professes Christ, then I would have those Christ-centered conversations. But right now, the focus is on the trials that you guys are living through and the way he's reacting in the midst of the trials. So you have to go much deeper into, right now, you're living in the symptoms, okay? And your marriage is comprised of the symptoms of what's taking place in that man's heart. If they're not at church, they need to get back to church. And Oh, he, goodness, yes. And if he won't go, she's got to go. She's got to go. I mean, that right there, when a, when a believer is removed from the body of Christ, Satan just loves that. Because if he could get us isolated, he could speak lies into our, our ears and hearts and mind all day long to where she does. She feels like, you know, like she's on an island somewhere all alone. And... There's a reason why God refers to us as the body of Christ is because we need one another, you know, so you have to be out seeking the church. I would certainly try and have a spiritual conversation with your husband. And obviously, if he proclaims to be a believer, I'd flat out rebuke him. If you claim these things, then why do you threaten divorce? Right. And she has a right to as a sister. Right. Right. They're grace. They're heirs of the throne. I mean, they're... Anyways, so this, that's my take on that. Okay. You know. Great. Anything else? Nope. That's all I have to, to add. And Great. Till next time, I'm Eric Engel. And I'm Jolene Engel at JoleneEngel.com.